charter change, or cha-cha, is once again alive in Congress, and a number of lawmakers are pushing for it. Although business groups support the initiative to liberalize the economy, a number of them believe that introducing any charter change 15 months before the national elections will only be divisive. Critics also say that lawmakers should focus on passing pending measures reforming the country's existing economic policies while the country is in the middle of a pandemic. In this episode of B-Side, Representative Alfredo Garbin Jr. speaks with Business World reporter Kyla Pienza about the resolution filed by House Speaker Lord Allen Q. Velasco in 2019. The resolution seeks to amend the, quote, restrictive, unquote, economic provisions of the Constitution. And it all boils down to the phrase, unless otherwise provided by law. Sir, can you tell us more about this proposed legislation? The focus of the uh, proposed amendment is Article 12, Article 14, and Article 16 of the Constitution. It speaks about the national patrimony and economy. Now, the um, proposal is just to insert the phrase unless otherwise provided by law so that Congress will have a leeway and a flexibility to enact legislations that is responsive to the present economic and uh, technological conditions. Right now, our hands are tied up because that provision is restrictive and it's impede the flow of foreign direct investment. Sir, right now, I mean, this is not the first attempt to amend the 30-year-old charter. Some observers are questioning the intent of this proposal because it has been rolled out in the chamber almost a year before the 2022 national elections. And we are currently in the middle of a pandemic. Why rush this, sir? Just to correct the impression, you know, the proposal to amend uh, the charter in order to restrict the economic provisions was filed since the 13th Congress or 18 years ago. Sinasabi ko nga, nasa low school pa ako, proposal na ito ng ating mga kongresista. But every time it is being proposed, uh, being discussed and debated in the floor, or even in the committee level, there's always the suspicion that this not really the term of uh, the sitting president or any elected official for that matter. But right now, it's really the focus is on economic provisions. As to the time you will ask, why now? My answer is, why not? It is always the right time to do the right thing, and this is the right thing to do. We have a 33-year-old constitution whose restrictive economic provisions is no longer responsive to the present economic trends. If you look at the study shows by independent economists, players in the economic sectors, or those who want to participate in our national patrimonies. They're saying that this impedes the flow of foreign capital. And last Wednesday, we were able to present three top economists of the country, Secretary Fernia, a professor of the UP School of Economics, UP economic scientist, Dr. Fabelia, Professor Sikat, and so many other um, economists that said that the more we keep our restrictive economic provisions, uh, the more we become less attractive to foreign direct investors. I would like just to clarify on how can you assure that the current Chacha hearings won't tackle political changes in the charter? 
I'm saying this because although you and Speaker Velasco have insisted that the House will only focus on the economic provisions of the Charter, however, Senators Pato de la Rosa and Francisco Tolentino also want to change provisions on, and I quote, democratic representation, end of quote. And this broad statement may mean that the scope of power and even the term of limits of elected officials might be tackled as well. So is there a possibility that political provisions in the charter may also be tackled during the hearings? Well, as regards the Committee on Constitutional Amendments, the House panel, we are only focused on the restrictive economic provisions. In fact, the directives of the Speaker is just to confine the discussion to resolution of both houses of Congress number two, where it proposed amendments to only economic provisions. When I report it out in the committee, I will assure the Filipino people and my colleagues in Congress and even in the Senate, our counterpart in the Senate, that uh, there will be no mention of a political provision. And the committee report will only be for the lifting of the restriction of the economic provisions. And then the uh, resolution that will be referred to the plenary that will be subject for debate and interpolation, and of course, that will be subject for voting on third reading, will also be the resolution of both houses of Congress number two, which is exclusively for the lifting of the economic provisions, which is very restrictive. So that is our commitment, uh, not only to our Senate counterparts, but to uh, the Filipino people. Okay, sir, let's focus now on what matters the most, the salient provisions of this proposed legislation. Sir, you said the resolution contained seven sets of uh, proposed amendments to the Constitution addressing specific economic provisions. Sir, will there be specific changes in each section, such as the sections 2, 3, 7, and 10, 11, under Article 12 of the 1987 Constitution? These are nationalist provisions in Article 12, particularly Section 2, 3, 7, 10 and 11 thereof, also Article 14, Section 4, Paragraph 2 thereof, and Article 16 uh, of Section 11, which the clamor is, it has to be lifted. And one way of doing that is just to insert the phrase, unless otherwise provided by law, meaning if that proposal will be approved by the House of Representatives, and ratified by the Filipino people in a plebiscite called for that purpose, then and only then can Congress touch and enact legislations that will be responsive to our present economic conditions. Nothing will change in the said articles because the condition is that it is only after Congress enact those legislations that is seem to be an answer for the recent economic trends, then and only then, the nature of the said provisions will be changed. What will change is only the insertion of the phrase, unless otherwise provided by law. Sir, critics of Chacha, uh, including Think Tank Group Ibon Foundation, said the economy's development lies in using the protections in the Constitution to gain from foreign investment and not in taking away the protections and giving foreign investment free reign over the domestic economy. What's your comment on this, sir? We also consider the uh, position of Yvonne Foundation, but uh, we pay much attention on the empirical data given by some of our top economists, Dr. Fabelia, Secretary Fernia, Jerry Sikat, 
and all other organizations and uh, business chambers who are one and saying and has a consensus that this restrictive economic provision should be lifted. One is the uh, empirical data shown by OECD that says that Philippines, whose economy is relatively close or restrictive as compared to those more open, mm. such as Singapore, Thailand, Malaysia, and Vietnam, Philippines tend to receive less foreign direct investment because uh, we have this very restrictive provision. In fact, we are the only country in the world who has these restrictive economic provisions in the Constitution. And if you will ask me, this restriction should not be put in the Constitution, but should be put on legislation. And that's why, kulelat na kulelat na ho tayo. Uh, baka maungusan pa tayo ng Cambodia at Myanmar. So sir, if the real goal of this is to attract foreign investors, wasn't that the very purpose or intent of CREATE? Well, among others, we have bills that touch economic policies and propose economic stimulus. And um, these are just one of the solutions in order for us to help our economy grow, especially so that we need to address the economic impact brought about by this pandemic. So, isa lamang ito sa mga solusyon. Hindi natin sinasabing ito yung pinakasolusyon. But for saying the committee and those who believe in lifting this restriction, that the moment we approve this uh, constitutional reform by lifting this economic provision, we'll be sending the right signal, creating the right business climate for our foreign direct investors to come in. Sir, although there are so many business groups that have shown support for Chacha, even in the last three Congresses, and some of them are critical on foreign ownership of land. And frankly, we all know that Chinese vessels right now have been crisscrossing Philippine waters or territories, and these incursions by different kinds of boats and ships from China, even described by Secretary Lorenzana as alarming. Will this be considered by the committee? We are seriously considering the issue on land ownership, whether to open it up to foreigners or restrict it only to Filipino ownership. That is one or in fact the most emotional issue in the proposal to leave the restrictive economic provisions. And we are seriously considering to retain the provisions on land ownership. I understand that proponents are saying that this need not be cause for concern since what foreign investors are mainly interested in is commercial industrial real estate, which is just a small fraction of the country's total land area. But sir, are foreign investors really not interested in agricultural land? Sir, because in 2010, the Philippines was the second top destination country in the Asia-Pacific for large-scale land acquisition with investors eyeing some 3.1 million hectares of lands. And to recall, the administration of former President Gloria Arroyo signed almost 20 agribusiness agreements to China corporations with a total of 1.24 million hectares committed for export crop production for China alone. These controversial deals have been frozen by the Aquino administration, but how can we be so sure that Beijing is not closely monitoring our congressional proceedings since the lifting of these nationalist restrictions or provisions would benefit its state-owned and controlled agricultural corporation? Well, as I've said earlier, we are seriously considering to retain, if ever, these uh, meaningful constitutional reforms 
in lifting the restrictive economic provisions on land ownership because some economists or even experts in the field of economics and those who are participating in our economic sectors are saying that land is not very much material when it comes to doing business. So long as there is a long-term lease that can allow them to recoup their uh, investment over time, then it would be allowable and conducive for them. They need not own the land. They just need a long-term lease to recoup their investment. If this legislation is signed into law and uh, if large foreign capital is freed from constitutional restrictions, don't you think that our micro, small, and medium enterprises, which comprise almost 99% of registered businesses in the country, will be further marginalized? We know that they are barely surviving because of the pandemic, and this sector might, as critics said, be further marginalized if large foreign capital is freed from constitutional restrictions. That's why we are only inserting the phrase, unless otherwise provided by law. In any case, the removal of this restrictive provisions through constitutional amendments cannot prevent the Congress when faced in the future by changing uh, the circumstance and new challenges from introducing restrictions in the name of national security and other national interests. So once we have attained our foreign investment targets and have sufficient capital from our domestic savings. So these are the uh, safeguards being put uh, so that Congress can easily act on it. Uh, We did not lift and thereby totally free it to foreign ownership, 100%. In fact, it still needs legislations. And we will always consider in enacting laws the national interest and foremost also its national security. Do we have a constituent assembly already right now as the committee deliberates on the proposed cha-cha? You know, Congress is a constituent assembly. Congress is already authorized by Article 17 to propose amendments or revisions in the Constitution. So in other words, the Constitution has made Congress both as an ordinary legislative body through Article 6 and a constituent assembly through Article 17 of the Constitution. So whenever we propose amendment to the Constitution, even in the initiatory stage in the committee level, we are already exercising our constituent power. If you are exercising power in a committee in a form of legislation, you are exercising your legislative power. This is different from the 1935 Constitution wherein it is explicitly provided therein that to call for a constituent assembly, Congress must be in joint session. Ngayon po, sa ating saligang batas, 1987, wala na hong na joint session. Department of Trade and Industry Secretary Ramon Lopez was earlier quoted as saying that our lawmakers should instead pass laws reforming our existing economic policies instead of amending the charter, saying that there may not be enough time for both chambers of Congress to deal with Chacha because the 2022 election is fast approaching and uh, we know that politicians will be busy with their campaigns. So why not just prioritize impending measures right now which seek to reform our economic policies, including sir, the proposed Public Service Act? Siguro dapat in-address na yung kanyang panawagan hindi sa amin, hindi sa Senado. Kasi when you speak of the Public Service Act, when you speak of amendments on the Foreign Trade Liberalization Act, 
when you speak of arise, when you speak of hills, these were all approved by the House of Representatives on third reading. Ginawa na ho namin lahat. Pending na ho lahat sa Senado. And that's why we're doing everything to find solution to help our country in full economic recovery. Yung mga sinasabi ni Secretary Lopez of the trade and industry ay ginawa na po namin. And therefore, he should address that concern and that calls to the Senate, our counterpart. And that concludes another episode of B-Side. Once again, you heard Representative Alfredo Garbin Jr. explaining to Business World reporter Kyla Tienza why he thinks pursuing charter change in the middle of a pandemic is a good idea. It's always the right time to do the right thing, he says. House legislators have assured that the House proceedings on charter change would only focus on the charter's economic provisions, which bar foreign investors from owning more than 40% of certain industries. However, Senators Ronald M. De La Rosa and Francis N. Tolentino are pushing to amend the charter's provisions on, quote, democratic representation, unquote. They filed their counterpart version in December 2020. In his final message, Mr. Garbin assured that his colleagues in the House would only focus on the charter's economic provisions. The committee is expected to bring the bill to the plenary by February. This episode of B-Side was recorded remotely on January 16. This is Samuel Marcelo. Thanks for listening.